Today's reading is Acts 17, and we begin with Paul and Silas uh, traveling farther into Greece. Uh, they are getting to Thessalonica, and this is the most important chapter in the entire Bible because this is the one chapter where my name is mentioned. <laughs> uh, but we see um, that for three Sabbath days, verse 2, um, that uh, Paul is reasoning, so he's there for about a month, um, and the Jews are beginning to get jealous, and they take uh, this man named Jason, um, and they bring him out. They say, these men have turned the world upside down, uh, so that uh, <clears throat> um, American Revolution and Hamilton quote, you know, comes from the Bible. But I think it's interesting, verse 9, <clears throat> they are willing to take money as security. As much as they're jealous, they're not jealous of people being saved. They're not jealous of people becoming Jews. They're jealous of losing money. Uh, and this is what they are against, losing their money. So they persecute Paul and Silas. They actually send them to Berea. And this is what we're going to see. You know, it's so funny that um, they think that they're stopping the gospel. And in fact, what they're doing is spreading the gospel. And, you know, for many of us, when we face uh, accusations, when we are afraid of what people may say to us because we say we're Christians, you know, I hope that you will realize that many times that is exactly what God is going to use to open those doors. Uh, now in Berea, uh, verse 11 can be a little bit misleading for us now in English. These Jews were no more noble. Um, that nobility is not uh, of character. Um, the nobility is of social status, that these are richer, higher educated, um, higher class people in Berea. And a part of what they do with that class and education is they receive the word with eagerness and they examine the scriptures. Now that is noble in character, right? But I don't want us to start, you know, sometimes we over glamorize the Bereans and I've been, you know, a person that does that as well. And I think it's important that we say um, they're not better than the people who come in Thessalonica or Philippi. Um, they are, but we do see is that God beginning or not continuing, God continuing to allow the word of God to climb the social rungs. Um, then they leave from there because the crowds come back. Again, persecution becomes providence in God's hands. Paul in Athens now is beginning to encounter a different response. Uh, he's in the synagogue, but his, some of the, um, the Greek philosophers are also beginning to say, wait, what's going on? And now the Bible tells us that they are interested because they want to know something new. They're all about something new. Verse 21. Uh, and what Paul is going to stand up and say to them, which is very profound, is that this is nothing new. Um, that the, the truth of Jesus isn't some new philosophy, but this is actually what God has made known since the very beginning, uh, and all of creation points to him. And I think that that is both very truthful, uh, very difficult, and very profound. It's very truthful, right, because we understand that Jesus is not some kind of backup plan. He's not some, you know, audible halfway through history, that Jesus was the intention from the very beginning. Uh, but it is difficult because I think for many people, we want to say there's something new. We want to say, uh, and especially at that point in um, a very liberal, progressive, or maybe not progressive, I don't know, I want to call it progressive, in a very liberal society, which was all about things that were new, to be able to say, no, this is something that is of old. And now, 
I wouldn't use those terms in the same way we use them politically today, but I do think that sometimes we wish that we could go to somebody with something snazzy, um, and even our churches sometimes, you know, get fixated on doing things that are new, and I, I and to a certain degree, we like that, and that's great. But the newness of our methodology should never replace the newness of the message. The message of Jesus stays the same from Adam and Eve to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to Moses to David uh, to Jesus to now. Uh, the message of the resurrection, the message of grace, the message of God uh, and his people is the same. And in that way, it is encouraging. It is for us to know that the salvation that we have has always been and will always be. Jesus was and is and is to come. And so our faith rests upon the rock that stands. And as we proclaim that, we may be persecuted. But at the same time, that will lead us to people who want to get to know and want to hear. And I hope that today, um, as you look around you, think about who those people may be, and think about whatever it is that we fear about talking about Jesus, talking about the fact that we go to church and we believe in God, put that in God's hands and let him use it to bring you to those people.